Hello and welcome to the Family History Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Clive Glover and this time I've been talking to the family of uh, Colin and Alice Toms and their mother Carol who researched their family history over many years and they found both a royal connection as well as one to the Toll Puddle Martyrs. So pretty interesting story. Here's what they had to say. Right. Hello. And um, I've got some guests here today to talk about family history. Um, going to be very interesting, I think, from what I've uh, heard already from them. So I'd like to introduce you to Alice, Carol and Colin. And Colin is Colin Toms, one of our presenters here at Radio Verulam. So um, that's how he got in contact with me and told me he got a very interesting family history story. So, Colin, would you like to just mention sort of what it was you told me? Um, so... Well, my mum and sister are the ones that have done most of the research, and I just kind of cherry pick the uh, the interesting stuff uh, from the family tree. I would say so. I th- was very happy to hear as a um, as a union rep that uh, I was um, related to um, one of the Tolpol martyrs um, through through a marriage, I believe. And um, it was also quite interesting to find out that um, uh, that. Um, we were a family was based down in a place called Tynan, which is down in uh, Dorset, and um, and that part of the and it's basically it was it's quite a famous village that was taken over during the Second World War by the uh, by the army, and uh, they were got promised that they'd be able to move back there afterwards, and uh, and it's never happened, and it's kind of a derelict village now, and it's on MOD grounds, so it's quite interesting to go down there. Uh, but yeah, we also had sort of, uh, I think it was Queen Eleanor of Cassis or something like that and, uh, that my sister told me about. So I think they're probably better to give you the kind of the, the more specifics. Like I said, I just cherry pick the interesting stuff. Cara, you're your mum. So perhaps mm. could you let, let, let us know how um, you sort of got into the idea of tracing your family history. What kind of sparked your interest? Uh, well, actually, funnily enough, it, it was a combination. I, my mother had just died. I, I knew a fair bit about her family. It wasn't her family. It was actually my husband's family. Uh, he didn't seem to know anything much about his father's side of the family, so I thought I'd have a look. So, you know, uh, as I was in that sort of mood, you know, when you lose your parents and you feel a bit... Uh, uh, so I had a look on Ancestry, and I just put in what I knew, which was next to nothing, and it something and I, I went from there really and I discovered how this guy had come to St Albans and the fact that he actually uh, uh, fell off the bridge in St Michael's and into the River Ver and drowned in 1930 which was unfortunate for him um, oh, yes I know um, that was about all my husband knew he knew that his great grandfather had been a coachman and he knew about him falling off of the bridge and that was literally all he knew so I punched it into ancestry and that was the start of it really and that was when I realized that this guy came from Dorset <laughs> and yeah he's laughing but yes and so we went into I delved into that and it turns out again that uh, he is actually although he's um, my children's stepfather he's actually related to them so oh, okay. yeah, exactly yes <laughs> a small world and they came from Dorset and 
he's also related to the uh, Torquoddle Martyrs in the same way as um, Alison Collins' uh, ancestor. Um, his mother, his, uh, the Martyrs, sorry, the, hang on, let me get this right, the Loveless Brother's mother, uh, I think was probably also related to my husband, but unfortunately there uh, there are records missing from Toll Puddle. I think there was a fire. There seemed to be a lot of fires back then, uh, so we can't we can't really say for sure. Uh, but the drift now. Uh, yes. So yeah, that was it really. And then I got into record uh, looking at my own family's history after that. Okay, and, and is that some years ago now, or is that... It's it. Oh, sorry, yes, yes, that was in 2009, so it's yeah, quite a long time ago. Right, and, you, and you've I, kept, you kept up sort of looking at stuff since then? I have, yes. I've certainly delved into my own family's history, which was quite fascinating. Well, I think, yeah, someone said to me that, you know, people sometimes say, oh, my family's not very interesting and so on, mm -hmm. but it, it simply isn't true for anyone. There's always interesting things come out of the, um, the, these sort of researches, I think. Uh, um, yes, there is, definitely. I think this idea of the Victorian morality thing uh, was definitely a middle-class concept. Um, yes. Looking at, <laughs> looking at uh, working people, they really, I think, they never got the message. They were still having children out of wedlock, or they they were having uh, premature babies soon after they married. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it uh, that seems to be basically what they were all up to. Well, I mean, also there's people who had very large families. Certainly, going back a few generations in my family, it wasn't oh, yes. unusual for them to have eight or ten children. That was very common. Yes, that was very common. Yes, yes. I, I did discover that. Definitely. Okay, well, let's go with Alice now. Perhaps can you tell me how it was you got sort of in, involved in this and and then did you join in with your mum or did you basically um, do your own thing as well on research? Um, I sort of, I've done my own um, thing. My um, nanny Toms, she, we knew nothing about her. I knew her as Mary um, and that's all I really knew about her. I literally knew nothing about her, not even my dad, asking my dad before he died. and He knew nothing. He knew that he had, she had a sister and that she had come from Puddletown in Dorset. Um, so I'd spoken then, I think, to one of my aunties who said that they thought that her surname was Watts, which um, was uh, someone from London Coney. And I managed to get her birth certificate and it turned out it wasn't. It was, um, surname was Lucas. And I then found out that... She was nine when um, her dad, yeah, she was nine when her dad died. So my great nan then very quickly married someone else who actually came from London Coney. Um, but from the birth certificate, I also then found out that she spent quite a long time in Wareham um, Workhouse. And she actually had two children out of wedlock before she had my nan. Um, and I actually found out her real name wasn't Mary, that was her middle name, and she was actually called Kathleen Mary. So, but she literally, they moved around every couple of years, all around the little villages in uh, Dorset, and then she ended up being in the services, I think it was, and ended up in St Albans with her sister, where she met 
my granddad George Toms, who were well known around Park Street and that area, the Tomses, and uh, yeah, and then I from going down to like Park Street Cemetery, literally all the Tomses are uh, in there. They're all buried there. Loads of them. We've got um, someone that died a week before the war ended in World War One, um, who died in France and. My dad was actually one of eight, and it seemed to be a recurring thing. So <laughs> they all seemed to be like having eight children. Wow. Yeah, but I I still do it quite a lot, and uh, we spend a lot of time down in Dorset, uh, me and my mum and that, and we do go around sort of every time we there's something new, we're finding loads of new stuff. And obviously back then in the turn of the century, having children at a wedlock was something you would not do. You know, it's really. Well, you wouldn't admit to it, would you? So. No, but she had two, and I actually contacted someone from um, where uh, from the workhouse uh, society, and I said, like, you know, on the birth certificates, it doesn't say any father; it just says mother, but no father's names. And that's when I found out that the father was more likely to be um, someone who actually worked in the work workhouse. So it would have been someone who was higher up, and that's why no father was ever put on there. But my um, great nan was actually pregnant when her husband died so you know one of my one of my great uncles never even got to meet his dad yeah right so i mean this is one of those things that obviously what you told me is that you've um, got the birth certificates as a particular sort of basis for finding out yeah. stuff and then also going to churches my sister certainly spends lots of time going around churchyards but there's a particular village in Essex which is full of our ancestors in the way you you mentioned um for uh, you in london colney that's that's interesting or Park, you said Park Street, sorry. Park Street, yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, they're nearly the same place to me. Right. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So um, from this, I mean, have you have you put it all together in sort of a booklet or you've done a family tree? Have you got old photographs? What what, what do you actually sort of pull it all together as? Sorry, well, Alice. Yeah, um, uh, mainly on Ancestry. We use that. And uh, um, today, actually, there's a photo been uploaded today by another family member that because you you always learning more and more about your family and more and more family members are joining and i've actually the first person i actually got in contact with was a second cousin of mine um and he is literally he's going i don't know he spends so much time doing it and the amount of money he spent um he's getting all everything and he's just got loads of it um and he gave me a lot of the information and then from that i got in contact with another second cousin who actually done it with the Dorset History Society to get back to where we found out that we related to um, Edward I and Queen Eleanor of Castile. Well, yeah. Um, and she had done it with that and then obviously told Puddle Martyrs. But I started, what am I now? I'm 39. <laughs> so I probably started about 11 years ago and it's still more and more coming up. But yeah, I do have it all on there. And now I've got a photo as of today of my great grandfather that I've never seen before. Fantastic. Okay. Now, uh... Can one of you perhaps tell me about this? Now, Queen Eleanor is the same Queen Eleanor who, of course, um, died away from London and then was brought back in stages to London to be buried in Westminster Abbey. And so, therefore, there's a St Albans connection because it, the, there was an Eleanor cross put in front of the clock tower in St Albans because they stayed there. Presumably, that was the night before they got back to London because it was a, a day's journey, wasn't it, from St Albans to London? Well, all, all, all I really know is... Um... I just got told from uh, it was the second cousin was doing uh, down at the Dorchester History uh, Society with them. 
they got the connection that he is mine mine and Colin's 28th times great grandfather goodness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just yeah just a distant you know yeah um and we found out from that and then obviously Danny Dyer done his um who do you think you are and he got his connection to it as well and it seems to be that everyone seems to be related to him <laughs> well i think obviously that there's quite a lot of that because um if you think about the numbers of people who lived in the country in those days it was only like two or three million people at different times yeah. so there are a lot of connections like that but um yes yeah, so so you haven't got a direct connection to danny dyer or don't you know it well no he we've we share the same great grand we share the same 28 times great grandfather so we're on the same line but we've got the same yeah so we'll probably i think we'll be classed as 28 times cousins once removed or something silly like that <laughs> <laughs> yes i i must admit, i get very confused about this once removed thing it get it, it definitely confuses me um okay right so uh carol did, um what, what did you think when you discovered that you're related to the kings or a king yeah, well, well, I, it, I'm not actually. That's that's on Alice's oh, father's side. Yes, 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 yeah. My family have well, basically, they've been uh, St Albans and area around villages, mostly the villages around there for as far back as I can go, actually. It's interesting, isn't so, it? Because a lot of people did actually move quite around quite a lot in those old days, which is more than perhaps people realise. But then equally, there are families and around St Albans particularly, it seems there are families who have been there for a long, long time. So yes. one of those, yes. Uh, yes, definitely one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if, if anything ever happened, interesting ever happened. You're uh, stained glass windows, all the stained glass windows. Oh, oh, of course, the well, the hook of glass, yes, on, on my mum's side. They they came from St Albans. Um, and uh, obviously, I, I think most people know of hook of glass. That was my great-grandfather started that business. Um, oh, okay. Where, where was that? It, um, they had a, a fleet bill. They had a sort of shop and workshop on the corner of... Um, Albion Road and Hatfield Road. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, old one's still there. What's still there, love? I think the sign's still there, the hooker glass sign's Is it still really? there. Really? Yeah. yeah. They, yes, um, stained glass was there, what they used to do. Um, and al although they weren't involved in actually making the stained glass for, for the new Coventry Cathedral because they were too busy. They were involved in actually um, putting it in, uh, shall we say, into the stained glass windows in the new Coventry Cathedral after the war. Um, wow. Yes, yeah, so they were quite well known for stained glass, definitely. I'm sure it's, it's a fairly unusual sort of thing to be doing these days. I'm sure there must be some people who do that, but it not is, very many. Yes. No, not very many. <laughs> yes. Okay. So are there, are there any other interesting stories that you've, you've come across on the way? I mean, um, uh, any any particular individuals who are known in other ways? You mentioned the Tolbert Martyrs. Yes, that was my, that's my husband on my husband's side. Right. Um, yeah, down in Dorset. I've managed, it, it does get frustrating at times when you realise that there are gaps in the records. They've either been eaten by mice <laughs> apparently over the years or there have been fires so yes. you, you get that gap where you think I'm pretty sure of this but I can't prove it right and that's yeah, obviously so. because a lot of the records were kept in okay. churches and so the exactly. churches are vulnerable to things like fires or 
certainly mice yes <laughs> yes yes and if if the records haven't been sent to the bishop I, I believe they used to be sent once a year to the bishop so at least there would be a transcript there if something happened before then uh, then the records are lost forever which is obviously quite frustrating when you're trying you find a gap in your family tree I yes, think any certainly. family will be lucky not to find a gap. Yeah, because yeah. because of this. Okay, so um, you've got a sort of hobby. Do you regard this as a hobby, or I suppose it's sort of really a hobby, isn't it? It goes on forever now. Yes, it's definitely a hobby. <laughs> I'm just waiting for this pandemic to be over so that I can start. Because now that I live in Buckinghamshire, in Aylesbury, uh, on my dad's side. Some of my family are from Buckinghamshire, so the records are in County Hall, which is a sort of 10-minute bus ride from where I live. So I really want to, you know, to get back into it. I'm sure yes. I can find out an awful lot there. Also, oh, well, good luck with that, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yes. yeah. also uh, we're waiting for the um, 2021 census to become yes. available, which is next month. Because that would do a massive filling in gap. So, like my, I know my nan was born in, um, in down in Dorset. I knew she went to school in Tynham, but when she came up to St Albans, I have no idea. But the twenty twenty one census, she was about oh, eight or nine, I think it was. So it'll be interesting just to find out where she is in the where she is in the country then, because it's just a mystery of where they were then and. But I think it's ancestry haven't got the rights to this now, unfortunately. It's no. is it find past. my past? Yes, find yeah, my it, past. It's already yeah. out on find my past. Yes, oh, it, it is already out. It came out last week, actually. Yes. You know, I pay uh, ancestry. I'm not going to pay another site, so I'll just have to wait till I can access mm. it for free. Yeah, or on ancestry. Yeah. You, you can get you can get stuff from uh, using your computers at local libraries, I believe, because um, I'm talking yes. to someone, a librarian, about that oh, next week, actually. All right, yes. Yeah, so, unfortunately for some of them, you'd have to, I mean, for Dorset one, we have to go down to Dorchester, I think. Well, that's fine. We spend a lot of time in Dorset. <laughs> I, I have haunted the records office in Dorchester, trust me, <laughs> yeah, for my husband's family tree. That, I think that's the most complete of any of them because on his father's side they all came from Dorset so I yeah I've spent an awful lot of time there and everybody um, knows everybody it, else in Dorset don't they oh yeah. they do yes another thing that you yes. found interesting as well um was that obviously doing all the stuff online has been really good in that but me Colin and mum actually done the DNA testing as well yes. um to find out where we are and what, um, well, obviously where we come. And on mine and Colin's one, it pinpoints Dorset as a, a point from where we definitely are from. But, I mean, I've got Scandinavian in mine and uh, Germanic Europe. and But their mum's side, she's got a lot of Irish on there. But you're trying to find the connections as well of where they are. Yeah. Well, I know like, I have got an Irish um, great, great grand. <laughs> I think so that that's not difficult uh, but there seems to be a lot of Scottish that's the thing yeah. that is uh, puzzling me at the moment because I haven't found any connection to Scotland 
So I'm, try, I'm trying to look. Or is it, I mean, some of my ancestors, as Alice said, there are no fathers on the birth certificates. So yeah. it, it, is it to do with an unknown father? I don't know. It's going to take a lot of digging, I think, to get anywhere Don't you all. find... Don't you find once you've done the DNA test, you start getting lots of emails from the company concerned saying, we've found a relative, we've found a relative, we've found a relative. I get, I get one every week, I think, from somewhere. Um, and obviously some of them are very, very sort of um, minor equivalents to you mm-hmm. so in terms of DNA. But some are quite a lot. And I have contacted a number of people, and I've certainly got quite good friendly now with um, a third cousin who lives in Vancouver in Canada. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things. We have traced exactly what, how we're related, but it goes back, ah. obviously, four generations. Yes, it's funny you should say that because, yes, um, on Ancestry, I was contacted by, I think it's a fourth cousin also from Canada. Um, his tale is rather sad, really, because his grandfather was sent on a ship from an orphanage in this country to Canada in 1915. And he's... He only had some vague ideas about, uh, he, he thought his father's name was William and he thought he had a sister called Dorothy. It's quite sad, really. And uh, we, we have stayed in contact. So I, I've been trying my best to, you know, to help. Um, unfortunately, the uh, family name is Winter and they were in London. Now, my branch of the Winter family moved out to sort of the London Coney, Shenley, Ditch area. Um, mm. I've been trying to backtrack. I've looked through. I think that uh, my great-great-grandfather was probably a sibling of his great or even great-great-grandfather. I will need to go to London in this instance to, to have a look at records there. But uh, yes, we have kept in touch, and uh, yeah, it's quite fascinating. And it, and it, it seems is, it? so awful that this this little lad was shipped out to Canada from an orphanage in this country, and nobody seemed to even miss him. Yes, it's sad, yeah. isn't it? Mm, um, right. It is. okay. Well, look, it's been very interesting to um, speak to you all about this. And so thank you very much for joining me. And um, I think uh, it's probably going to spark a lot of other people thinking, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. We should do that, which is yeah, what we yeah. want to do, actually, with this programme. So there you go. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, th- thanks very much. Uh, that was Alice, Carol and Colin. Was Colin was a bit quiet, but there you are. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yes. <you. laughs> Couldn't get a no, word in edgeways, could you? I tend to speak gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. okay. Thank you very much. Anyway, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Family History Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM with me, Clive Glover, and with Anna Lofts. If you haven't heard our previous shows, they are available as podcasts from www.radioverulam.com and this episode will be added shortly. You can follow us or contact us on Twitter and Instagram at RV Family History. That's all one word. Do join us again next time for the Family History Show.